1: What
2: does it mean? Write this next statement down. Put this in your Bible somewhere. I encourage you to put it in the front of your Bible. To forget, in a biblical sense, it means this. I know I am no longer influenced by or affected by those memories. Oh, I remember what happened, but it doesn't affect me anymore. And you're going to see why. Because of God's grace and God's forgiveness. So that's what Paul is saying. He can remember what happened. But I'm not affected by it anymore.
0: The Apostle Paul is speaking of his Christian walk, spoke of leaving the past behind, and pressing forward toward the goal of becoming like Christ. The concept of forgetting the wrong acts we committed and getting to the place where their memory has no power over us is indeed daunting. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the ability of God to do anything That includes making us able to recognize that the power of sin over us has been demolished by Jesus' death on the cross. In the same way that God sees us as if we'd never sinned, sin's power over us has been wiped away. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter three with part two of his message, Learning from our past, but living life forward.
1: Lord, let us hear your lessons for living.
2: We're not here as a religion. We're here as a relationship. Your pastors and teachers and shepherds, we love you. This is not a job for me. This is a calling from God. I can't change you, but I can teach you the Word of God. So that you desire to grow, to be more like Christ. That's what Paul was saying to his people. And that's our role model as you see Paul. Look at verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Circle this in your Bible. But one thing I do. I do. It's not just a thought. One thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal, kind of like a race, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul is doing one amazing thing. He's focusing on the direction of his spiritual life. He's focusing on the direction of his spiritual life. Notice, one thing. Now, many of you, like me, are multitaskers. I can do lots of things at the same time. Some of you can only kind of do one thing. But sometimes I've discovered this. I'm sometimes trying to do too many things at the same time, and none of them really turn out to be very good. You know what I'm talking about. So here is this. Paul had as his role model, because he wanted to be like Christ, Jesus. Well, was Jesus focused in his ministry? Of course he was. Well, how do we know it? Because he said this, I only do what the Father tells me to do. Right on key. Focused. He wasn't trying to do 50 things at the same time. Jesus said, I only do what God tells me to do. Now, when you see that, what was Paul's direction going to be? Paul is changing a direction. He says... I'm forgetting the things in my past. Everybody in this room, we all have a past. He says, I'm leaving the past behind. I'm not living back over here thinking about all those things. that happened. I'm changing direction. I'm going toward my future. And that's the direction he's headed. And that's the only way you and I will ever do life. And we'll see what that looks like this morning. Now, Paul's going to give us three steps So that we're not living in the past. I'm going to give you one of those today. So here's the first step you want to write down today. Remember, every one of you that I'm speaking to, including myself, obviously, we have a past. Number one, forgetting. Paul says, if you're going to grow, you have to forget your past. Let go of it. When you think that, understand what he's saying. Pastor Mark, how can I forget? My past. Well, there's a definition spiritually of that. Warren Wiersbe writes it. I'm going to read it to you. It's very important. Forgetting my past. Keep in mind in the Bible terminology, to forget does not mean to fail to remember. Apart from senility, hypnosis, or some kind of a medical Brain malfunction. No person can forget what has happened in the past. Linda and I were cleaning the uh, one of the rooms and uh, getting ready for Israel trip. And we found some of the other luggage. And I kind of went through the luggage, make sure it was in good shape and whatever things, bags that we normally don't take. And I emptied it. Here was an airline seat ticket for about 10 years ago when we went with some friends to Columbia. And we looked at the ticket and and guess what happens when you look at that ticket? Man, you're, woo, I can remember the food, the steaks, the whatever, the memory. Wow, wow, wow. Spiritually, that's not what we're talking about. No one can forget your past. You know what happened. Remember what I started with today? How many of you remember way back when somebody, when you were five years old, they, they measured you? Now, here's the problem. As you think about that, many of us can go to the past and remember those things like crazy but we can't remember what we did yesterday. That's a picture of senility. Hallelujah. Don't laugh, young people. You'll get there. So what does it mean? Write this next statement down. Put this in your Bible somewhere. I encourage you to put it in the front of your Bible. To forget, in a biblical sense, it means this. I know I am no longer influenced by or affected by those memories. Oh, I remember what happened but it doesn't affect me anymore. And you're going to see why. Because of God's grace and God's forgiveness. So that's what Paul is saying. He can remember what happened, but I'm not affected by it anymore. And we'll see what that really looks like in real life. As we look at our past, there's one thing we should forget so we can move forward. Actually, I'm going to give you two things. Here's the first. Write it down. First, I have to forget My past accomplishments and successes. My past accomplishments and successes. Now, this blue suitcase is your past successes and accomplishments. And Paul says, I have to move past them. And you'll see in a moment the danger of not doing that. But there is a positive to remembering our past accomplishments and what God's done and successes. Let me give you an example. Little David was a shepherd boy. And as he began to grow, one day he was sent to the battlefront. And the army of Israel and Saul, the king, they were facing a giant called Goliath. And the Goliath that made fun of them day after day after day. I'm going to chew you up and throw you out, spit you down, you're finished. And nobody, nobody had the, the courage to go after him. Little David came there to actually brought lunch to his brothers. And he goes to King Saul. He says to King Saul, I'll defeat him. Saul so laughing like crazy. Shepherd boy. Yeah, right. And David said this, you know, I have history with God. And he goes back to his past where God helped him kill a lion and a bear and save the sheep he was watching. And he says to Saul, the same God that helped me in the past kill the lion and the bear is the same God that's encouraging me today to go forward. And God will destroy this giant. See, that kind of past that stimulates you forward because of God. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. I have a journal. I write in my journal quite often. I have a, an area that I write God things. Where God has done things in my life. And when I get discouraged, from time to time, I just go back to that page. It's actually pages now, obviously. And I look at it and go, wow. How many of you are glad that the God of the past who got you out of messes is the God of today? But see, sometimes that memory's good. But there's a danger with living in the past with our accomplishments and our successes. Let me explain to you how that works. Think about this Satan loves to bring this suitcase to us and remind us it's not us going to get it. The battle is always in the mind. So he rolls this out and he starts undoing this. And you're just going, take a look at here. You're unbelievable. You are. You're fantastic. I go, well, let's go back here a little bit. Wow. And pretty soon, here's what happens. Write these two words down. When I look back at my successes and accomplishments, two things happens to me spiritually. I become stagnant, and I become prideful. Wow, look what I did. You didn't do it at all. It was God that did it to you. And, well, I mean, I really don't have time to go forward. Let's just talk about the past. You know, one day when Jesus was by the Sea of Galilee, he started with something that we know Because we call ourselves Christ followers. That's because of what Jesus did. He said to the fishermen, come follow me. Now, if that day when Jesus said, come follow me, and the disciples for them, they began to follow him. Did Jesus then go like this? Sit down, boys. We're not going anywhere. If I live in the past, I just become stagnant. You never saw Jesus say, follow me and sit down. He went forward. Much of the church sits down. I want to challenge you this morning. Why are you here? Feed me, Pastor Mark. (laughs) Feed me. Feed me. What can the church do for me? Feed me. Feed me. We want to feed you. But what we want to feed you so you can follow Christ. And it's not sitting. It's going forward. So that's the danger of living in the past, even though those things were real, they're good, God's blessed us, it's incredible. But that makes me stagnant and prideful. Here's what it means. Speaking about God in the past tense is very dangerous for individuals, and it's hugely dangerous for a church. Let me tell you, kind of give you an idea what that looks like. Satan brings a memory to us. And we say this, I remember 20 years ago, Pastor Mark, how passionate I was after getting saved. Wow, it was amazing. I just shared the Christ everywhere. Uh, What about today? We don't live 20 years ago. Is the passion there? Are you still doing that? How about this one? Pastor Mark, Man, when I became a Christian 30 years ago, I just was in that word. I know that word backwards and forwards. I really don't need to be in it anymore because I know it all. Yeah, right. How about for a church? It is exciting. I was teaching the pastors in the school of ministry yesterday afternoon. And they asked me, kind of give me your history of how you came here and been a pastor from pharmacy and from Michigan. I'll give me a little short story. I was looking over the last 25 years. Thinking what God has done in our lives. And the conversions, the missionaries, the church plants, the campuses we have. It's just amazing. Our impact on the community. It's incredible. And it's wonderful to do that. But I want to share with you this morning. God is not the God of the past. He's the God of Today. Do you actually think? Do you actually think in here? That's my, look at the buildings we got. Look at the thousands of people we got. Everything is just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, except outside this door, there's hundreds of thousands of people in Brevard County that have no clue about Jesus. You think we're done? No, we're on an unfinished task. And two billion people in the world don't even know, never heard the name Jesus once. That's why Linda and I were in Ukraine as part of our vacation, teaching we're one of our couples and their family pastor a church in Ukraine. And then we went on vacation, had a lot of fun together. We needed to rest. But resting is only for a period. We rest so we can do what? Go forward. Go forward. So remember, the danger of looking at, for us, that's a huge danger. Here's what I want you to write down. I want everybody to think about this. Quit talking about your relationship with God. In the past tense. Man, it used to be great. It was wonderful. It was incredible. I remember, Pastor Mark, when our church was over in this little building over here and we couldn't put the people in it and you had to do four services on a weekend. Yeah, I remember that too. But that's not where we're at anymore. We're here. And by the way, the world has changed drastically outside, it's so divided. People don't come to church like they used to come to church. Now people come to church basically every three to four weeks all through the United States. Why? Stagnant. Too many things on the outside. Kids with all this stuff. Work with all this stuff. Wrong focus. Wrong focus. So that's a challenge for us. Thank you for being here this morning. We're learning how to grow spiritually from Paul. You understand that Paul says in Ephesians, let me read it to you. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. You know, when I follow Jesus, I have an unlimited opportunities. He tells us when the Holy Spirit would come and he'd go to heaven, that we would do more work than he ever did. Now, what does that mean? We can't do anything more great than Jesus did. But there's thousands of us, and there was only one of Jesus. He could only be in one place at one time. Think where you'll go this week, all the different areas. Many of you will fly different countries, different states, cities, whatever. And Jesus never did that. So we can do all of that. But many, many people have simply settled for a meaningless, mediocre, so-called Christian life. But Paul says, number one, you got to forget your past even the successes, unless they drive you forward. Number two, write it down. This is where it gets very personal. And Jesus says, forget our past sins, failures, guilt, shame, and regrets. Who brings that suitcase of those things to us? Is it God bringing it to us? No, it's Satan. And he brings us, you'll see in a moment, through our minds. Through our minds. And Paul says, not only do I have to forget those great things because I'll become stagnant, just sit around, do nothing, mediocre, and I'll become so prideful. The yellow suitcase represents sins, failures, guilt, shame, regrets. What's the biggest regret of your life? That list that I just gave you, all of us have them. We have a past with all of those things, myself included. Everybody does. Unbelievers do. I had a lady walk up to me last night at the end of the service, and she just said this, many other things. She said, of Mark, that was for me. I'm free now. She said, my biggest regret was that I had an abortion many, many years ago. Well, who would bring that back to her mind after she's already asked Jesus to forgive her? He'll just roll it right into your mind. Take a look at what you did. Take a look at that. What you were there. That's exactly what he wants to do. So when we think of this list, I'm not pointing out individuals. We're all in there. We all have that suitcase. Every single one of us. Or oh, it may not be an abortion, but we have plenty of sins and regrets and shame and guilt. And of course, failures. We'd love to be able to take that clock and go, let's go back. We'd love to do it over again. Life isn't like that. There are no do-overs in this room. We've all opened our mouth and the words came out. <laughs> what an idiot am I? And I try to get them and put them back to my mouth. It's too late. They're gone. Greg Laurie says something. I love his statement. Don't take it wrong. Greg Laurie says this. Sin makes all of us stupid. Can I hear a silent amen? No, you're going to say amen. Come on. Amen. amen. How many remember stupid things? Stupid is as stupid does. Yeah. And who causes that? Satan. He brings it right there. And what do we do? Well, we go there again. That's foolish. It's just foolish. But he knows how to bring it. It's in our mind. Now, remember as you're going through this, let me give you some illustrations. Shame. These could come from any of us. I'm ashamed, Pastor Mark, to tell people that we lost our home because of bad financial decisions. We never consulted God. And with that shame, I want to just say this to you. Don't ever be ashamed to get free of debt by going to the Dave Ramsey course that we're doing. Never be ashamed. Because at the end, you'll learn principles that will change your life forever. Don't ever be ashamed. And I tell people when they accept Christ, don't be ashamed to come and shake my hand. If you're ashamed of Jesus Christ in this wonderful place of friends, you'll be useless outside. But see, guilt. I wish, Pastor Mark, I knew the Bible better after being a Christ follower all these years. Failure. I wish I could have been a better father, a better mother, but I failed. The kids are 19. Let's go back. You can't go back, but you can go from here Forward. Next, regrets. All of us have them. I have ruined our marriage because of my affair. Will God still forgive me? See, these are not easy things. And last, sin. I wish I'd obeyed the Bible and not done blank. You fill in the blank. Many of our young people, I wish I wouldn't have gone to college, gotten drunk, and lost my virginity. You can't go back. None of us can go back. But I have good news for you from God. Look at this next statement. All of us have failed, but we are not failures. You say, Pastor Mark, well, well, why is that? Because of God's grace and mercy. Otherwise, we're all failures. But God forgives us. And we learn that from the scriptures over and over and over again.
0: We do like to torture ourselves by remembering times when we messed up. And Satan has no problem piling on the temptations toward guilt and regret. Pastor Mark reminded us that as redeemed children of God, Jesus paid the price to wipe all that stuff off the board. We need to then do as the Apostle Paul did, forget the past, both good and bad, and move forward. Next time, we'll wrap up part one of the series, learning from our past, but living life forward. Pastor Mark will continue to teach us from Paul's letter to the Philippians. We'll learn the importance of the past and also be told how to put the past into the proper perspective. We will hear about what pressing forward means for us as Christ followers and how to do it. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right.
1: in a hurry.